Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates. Hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, episode 461. This is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. Just to start, the most important purchase since our last show, tickets to The Force Awakens. Yes, and that was really tense, wasn't it? Because there was a soft launch before the uh, hard launch, and Twitter was blowing up, and Facebook was blowing up. Tickets are on sale now! Tickets are on sale now! Fandango crashed! AMC crashed! I think we ended up with, like, two tickets to a showing on Thursday, and then the marathon also on Thursday? Yeah, it was so crazy. The closest marathon we had is at Ronnie's in St. Louis. And Ronnie's is a Warenberg, and it is as far south in what is considered St. Louis as you can get. It is almost to, like, you know, Cape Girardeau, it seems. It's really far down there. It started at 4 a.m. I tried the Avengers Marathon for Age of Ultron and realized movie marathons may not be the best way to experience a new movie for the first time. 4 a.m. is okay. It's okay. There's also no medals. That was yeah. disappointing. I loved the Avengers medal, whereas this, you get a lanyard that comes with your little... But the prior Avengers movies marathons you did, or Marvel movie marathons, you got a lanyard with like a special badge. But that was like two movies. Yeah. This is seven movies. I want a medal. Perhaps we're going to get some equivalent to bed sores from sitting <laughs> in the theaters. I hope they have a better theater than the one we've been in that has like nice chairs or something that recline, but I don't think we're going to get reclining chairs. Well, I wanted to leave the option open, so we bought tickets to the marathon, but I also wanted to leave the other option open, so we bought tickets to the first showing at our local theater. And this is, of course, all Thursday night, not Friday. The marathon is all day Thursday. So if you're going down to the marathon in Ronnie's, we might see you there. <laughs> we still don't know yet. We'll probably see you there. I've gotten the time off work. I'll put it that way. I could do a whole day. I, I will admit that there may be some time I'm sleeping. Unfortunately, I'll have to time my naps. Like episode one, unfortunately, we're starting off with because that's the one I'd like to sleep during. Hey, that's got your Jar Jar in it. It does have my Jar Jar in it. However, I would really not rather be napping during the original trilogy. Yeah. And let's face it, for action, episode three is way better than episode one for action. That said, like you say, it's only 4 a.m. It'll finish probably 9-ish. I think 
episode three starts at three. Enough caffeine and we can power through that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, technically, we're probably going to have to get to the theater by like three or three thirty. Make sure you get a good seat. We're not in the front. It is sold out. Now, I don't know if they did what they did with the Avengers Marathon, where it's like only half sold and so everybody can spread out. Because I can't imagine being in a theater full of people for like, what, 15, 16 hours, 17 hours. It's not overnight. So that's there's that. I'm hoping that they have some sort of other food options other than chicken fingers and microwave pizzas. Not holding out my hopes on that, but we'll see. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people were just fighting to get those opening night tickets. It did crash Fandango, which I've never seen before. That said, I could have bought our tickets both to the marathon and to our local theater 72 hours later. Yeah. There were a couple IMAX theaters in the Los Angeles area that people were pointing out did sell out. But I would expect to sell out in L.A. before I went to Middle America. Yeah. And that's one theater, one specific theater. I mean, I'm of the mindset that I really want to be there. I'm excited for the movie. I want to see it. Plus, I want to see it as early as possible and at least twice opening weekend. I don't want to episode one myself where I marathoned it and went to every showing because that became a form of torture. Yes. I think we're going to do this a little differently. And... Whichever way we see it on Thursday, Friday is going to be the IMAX showing for us in the afternoon. Nice leisurely afternoon showing. Maybe it won't be so crowded. But I really do want to see this twice because I won't have time to digest it for the review for now playing. But I also got of the mindset of, you know, if I don't get tickets to the 7, let's say during the Fandango crash, they sold out like a Black Hole Stormtrooper minibus back in the days when those minibus were blowing up. The bus world tour. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, I could still see this movie at 8 o'clock. Yeah, I, I don't... People panicked, and I think it was kind of like War of the Worlds radio drama is what was going on. <laughs> people were jumping out of windows and selling off all their stocks, you know, stocking up on food because they didn't think they were going to get tickets. People were scalping tickets for over $100 on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I used to have the mindset, I have to see the first showing, because film prints, every time you played them, get a little worse. There'd be a new scratch. There'd be a new splice. There'd always be something in a film print. But now that it's digital, you can go and see this on January 13th and have the same experience. Now, you don't want to be spoiled, of course. So I'd say seeing it <laughs> opening weekend would probably be the way to go. I'm still feigning surprise at... There's a new Star Wars movie and people come up and try to tell me about it like I don't know. So I'm just like, oh my god, you're kidding? Where did you read that? But yeah, I am glad I'm seeing it the first showing. But there seems to be a little bit, and I'm going to cop to this myself, a lot of, you want to say you were there for showing. And then I'm like, yeah, but I really just want to enjoy the movie. You know, and that's a very good point because having attended a number of the Marvel premieres in our theaters... There's something to be said with not seeing it when you are so tired you can't keep your eyes open and when it's not filled with a theater full of screaming people, which I love the crowd experience. It's great. But there have been some Marvel movies, and I, I don't want to use the word ruined, but they have had my experience lessened because there's morons who want to talk through the movie, who think that it's okay to shout at the screen. Sometimes, as to the experience, I will say during Winter Soldier, I had a fabulous woman sitting two rows behind us that provided commentary that I laughed hysterically, like riff tracks. But it helped 
that it wasn't our first time seeing it. Exactly. So on my first time seeing it, I want to see the movie, which is good. But, you know, with you have no elbow room and you're sitting squished between people and getting your seat kicked and everything. I don't know that that's the best viewing experience. I, I really still can't wait for the day when I can pay and just have the movie in my own theater and watch on my own TV when I want, when it's a new release. Yeah, I still want the theater experience. We have a decent home theater, but they have much better speakers and screens. Well, that's true. And much better popcorn than I ever make. But I am really thinking hard about the marathon because is that a, I want to marathon these movies? Or is that a, I'm going to put myself through a long marathon of these movies to say I did it? I mean, I own them all. And on November 10th, we'll talk about it a little bit. I'm going to own them all again. Okay, I'll be honest. My only thinking that why we should go the marathon is because of maybe there's something that is not been released that we will get. Possible. Yeah. That would be cool. It's unlikely, but possible because there's so many of the theaters doing it. Speaking of the theater experience, this is very interesting to me. I remember seeing episode one, like you were talking about, and there was a guy there who I'd waited in line for with tickets. We sat out overnight. We became friends. I didn't recognize him because between the line and the theater, he'd shaved his head and came in the first amazing costume I've ever seen. I'd never seen the 501st. I'd never seen anything other than this guy who dressed up like Darth Maul and had put in fake teeth and had horns on his head and had the makeup perfect, the whole outfit perfect, and a Hasbro double-bladed lightsaber because that's all you could get. But he was also a martial artist who was doing the moves in the parking lot and doing like the spinning kicks and things. It was amazing. I also remember episode three being kind of ruined by some local jerks who decided they were forming a wrestling team and came in like Godzilla outfits and hooted and hollered throughout the whole movie. You get those in some of the crowds. There have been those kinds of people in the Marvel movies that I've, yeah. But because of all the tragedies that have occurred in theaters, I've seen AMC say there's a no mask, no blaster policy. You can bring lightsabers. You must have them put away before the movie starts. And other chains say no weaponry, no lightsabers, no blasters, no masks, no costumes. I will admit that my anxiety level at attending things like this have increased in light of recent events, especially movies. Dark Knight Rises being... And I think that was the end of Midnight Movie Premieres, which, okay, not gonna lie, I do like them at seven or eight. It doesn't make me feel any safer because now I've gotten in the habit, and this is probably my father, the funeral director, who got this into my head, is I immediately, even more so than I did when I was younger, because this is something that, again, my father taught us, as you go into a big area, you immediately figure out where your exits are and how you're going to get to them in case something happens from every corner of the room. And when I go to a movie theater, first thing I do, where are the exits? How many rows in front of me is it? And that's crazy, but that's the kind of world we live in now. I'm very comfortable with no masks and honestly, no blasters. I think, though, people should be able to cosplay and take off their masks upon entering the theater. So the 501st can troop it. Although I, they probably want to change to civvies for the movie anyway. So they can sit down. Yeah. I will admit there's a bit of heightened anxiety at conventions because I have seen conventions do really fabulous weapons checks. And I've seen some conventions do half-assed weapons checks. I think Wizard does no weapons checks. Bingo. And you have someone potentially wearing a disguise in a crowded room with like 50,000 people and they're 
could be issues. I mean, there's just so many factors anymore. But I hope it doesn't take away from anyone's great time. I'm really looking forward to that night. And I understand why the rules are what they are. And more importantly, I hope everyone has a safe night. I kind of view The Force Awakens night like the 4th of July. Have fun. Be safe. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, I think. The sad thing is going to be no 20th Century Fox fanfare. I know. Maybe we could take it and play it on our phone. <laughs> I bet if we go to the marathon, it's not there either. Because the Apple releases, and I wonder if the Steelbook release is coming out, they only have the 20th Century Fox logo on A New Hope. Because Fox still owns that one. I feel so strongly about it, or you and I feel so strongly about it, when we started the music for our Star Wars wedding, when the CD played, it started with the fanfare. Yeah. There will be a fanfare. I've seen the new fanfare of the Lucasfilm logo. Will there also be E.T. flying in front of a moon? Let's just be happy. No, actually, that's the Amblin Entertainment. Okay. Is there pixie dust? I'm just thankful they're not doing what they did for, like, Big Hero 6 and Mickey Mouse with the orchestrated When You Wish Upon a Star. <gasps> Let's just be happy it's not that. Oh, gosh. Okay, wait. Am I going to be unhappy? <laughs> and the force is strong with shopping right now. Well, I don't think that there is any current section of... The grocery store that does not have a Star Wars item somewhere in it. It's both a dream and a nightmare. <laughs> I'm kind of going with the nightmare because there's just so much. It's overkill and what's happening is it's overwhelming and I'm kind of getting sick of it. I actually like what Yoda's News posted. The Spaceballs prophecy has come true. We're just waiting for Star Wars the flamethrower. He posted that after finding Star Wars the bottled water. Yeah, yeah. I was grocery shopping the other night with a friend of mine, and we had to stop and just kind of shake our heads because Star Wars is on El Paso tacos. I don't see that as the end of the world. After all, the special editions in Episode 1 had strong Taco Bell tie-ins. This is not the first time that Star Wars has been tacoed. Okay, but let's discuss what's happened leading up to that. So we... Started out in the dairy because it's in the back of the store, as they are in most grocery stores. And there was a plethora of Star Wars Go-Gurt, okay? The liquid drinkable yogurt. That's not new. I've passed on the Go-Gurt in the past. Yeah, but they had all new Episode Seven boxes everywhere. So the black boxes really stood out in the dairy case with the pastels <laughs> of the other <laughs> yogurt brands. Because when I think of yogurt, I think of black box. Yes, they also had regular yogurt cups, also that were Star Wars. So then we go along to the dairy aisle further, and there's the Star Wars creamers. Then there was also some pop chips. Then we get to the, as the stores like to call it, the quote-unquote ethnic aisle. And what do we see is Odo Paso tacos. At this point, we've only been in like four aisles. <laughs> the only thought that came to my mind is that there's so much merchandise that I wonder... If Disney cares if the movie's any good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't gotten to the movie. We've seen our last trailer, which looked awesome and started to tell us some stuff about the plot a little bit. But at this point, the way it's being so merchandised, I just hope that for them, the movie isn't an afterthought. <laughs> I, I did post a question on Facebook to some of the people, because I do have non-Star Wars liking friends, believe it or not. 
and asked if like the mass merchandising and the constant overload was turning them into wanting to see it. Was it turning them into fans? That kind of thing. Is it making them want to buy this stuff? And they're like, yeah, no, it's not doing a thing for me. Whereas the Star Wars people are like, yeah, there's a lot of it now though. It's, it's kind of getting overwhelming. So I don't understand the total immersion unless it's like what they do with their other properties, but still, I mean, even with the other properties, I don't think I've seen so much like I have with the Star Wars stuff. No, I thought that Avengers had taken it pretty far with Age of Ultron and the waffles. Well, they had the waffles, the Cheez-Its, the graham crackers, the club crackers. I'm sure I'm missing cheese sticks, I think. Rice Krispie treats, but that all fits. You know, I'm used to seeing kids' food tie-ins. I believe for episode three, weren't we collecting Star Wars Lunchables? Well, there's no we in this. I think that was all you. I just enjoy the Lunchables for lunch because they're fun. Well, you were the one actually buying them because you do the grocery shopping. Yes. Well, if you're going to put it that way. So there's a we and I, but it does seem to take it to the next level here. I can't recall ever seeing so much to the point that, yeah, you're getting a little sick of seeing it. I'm not buying it. I've become far more selective in what I get. And even sites like Yoda's News, Yak Face, everybody's kind of like, huh. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, too much in the grocery. I never thought there could be too much Star Wars. Disney has proven me wrong. And this comes from people who go to Star Wars celebrations that only have Star Wars at them. And we pretty much live it in our main life. Yeah, I mean, I have three Star Wars tattoos, and yet I don't need the bottled water. I think we have Disney tattoos now. Yeah, don't remind me of that. Yeah. But it's a good time to focus on the good things, and not all the food tie-ins are bad. I'm still in love with the Coffee Mate Creamer, even if that Darth Vader flavor is making me nausea. It is a yucky flavor. I can't do those creamers. They just make me very sick to my stomach for some reason. But the packaging is really cool. They look like little bowling pins. Yeah, but I want... You listeners, come to our forums and post in this episode announcement thread. It's linked to from our homepage with this episode. Are you buying all of these food tie-ins and are you saving them? Because I did that with episode three and episode two. I remember I bought the fruit roll-ups because they had the backpack clips, but I saved the boxes. And I bought the Mountain Dew. I never saved the cans because I've never saved garbage and I didn't want to keep liquid in them. And once you open the can, it's kind of garbagey. So I didn't keep those. I did strongly consider taking a tiny drill bit to the bottom and thus not making it garbage. It's still garbage because you're just opening it up the other way. No, it looks better that way. And we should have this you don't collect garbage conversation because I do recall having to go into McDonald's and talk them into giving me the Happy Meal food in a regular bag and then can you just leave the Happy Meal box folded flat for me? Right. Not garbage folded flat. Okay. Grease stain from fries? Garbage. That's the mm. difference. Well, luckily, Subway's got the movie tie-in, and Subway usually has really awful, awful <laughs> promos with the movies. Yeah, I'm not expecting cool toys like we got the exploding Death Star with the special editions or the water-squirting Jar Jar from episode one. Yeah, usually it's something they can tape onto a bag, or you get like a reusable bag that's just big enough for a six-inch sub. But yes, we're past Halloween. I just want to thank everyone for sharing their costume photos with us on Facebook. That was a lot of fun to see. There were a lot of great costumes. But now, as I said, holiday shopping has begun as of November 1st. I used to think it was Black Friday. Now it's November 1st. And that includes Toys R Us's Big Toy Book, which is good from now until 
Black Friday. And then there's another one. But starting yesterday at Toys R Us, Episode 7 stuff is on sale. So if you held off, now's a good time to pick up some of the stuff. I've held off on certain items or only bought them when they were on sale. But the First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter, regularly $40. I got it with the 20% off coupon at Target. But right now at Toys R Us, and you can do this online as well, $31.99. The Elite Speeder Bike 3 and 3 quarter inch, usually 20 down to 15 The Vehicle Assault Walker 3 and 3 quarter inch with the First Order Stormtrooper, normally 20 now $15.99. Ray's Speeder with Ray, normally 25 down to $19.99. Even some of the figures, the Snow and Desert figures, normally $9 at Toys R Us, down to $7.19. This even it goes to some Lego pricing, too. The Lego Star Wars Snowspeeders, a couple bucks off. The Lego Adat, normally 120 is down to 110 And for a limited time, if you buy some Legos at Toys R Us, in-store only, they have an exclusive Episode 7 C-3PO minifigure with the red arm. Last week, they had the ATDP, and they had tons of them as of Saturday. So if you missed that one, just a little mini vehicle... You might still be able to get that at Toys R Us as well. Other sales, GameStop. We haven't heard from them in a while. They're really starting to get into the toy game. I hear they're going to be having exclusive Funkos in the near future. I think Grandma has exclusive Funkos at this point. They seem to be very prevalent. The non-exclusive Funkos are actually lesser in number than the exclusive Funkos. Yeah, I think that's what's happening here. I can't name a single store that I go into that doesn't have Funkos, and I'm talking everyday shopping. But the Black Series Tauntaun, a bit of an older toy there, but it's down to $20 there. And speaking of sales, Kmart's exclusive 6-inch Kylo Ren figure, the one with the wicked cool snow base, ordered those online the morning they went available... Sold out really quick. Got my shipping notice this week. That's very cool. I got one to keep boxed, one to open. Then, the same day I got my shipping notice, it was marked down $5 online and put back in stock. Oh, <laughs> ouch. So everyone who pre-ordered, so sad, you spent extra money. And you can't cancel. Did you do it more than 30 days ago? Did you order it more than 30 days? It's been close to 30 days. Depending on how fast it gets here... It may or may not have been 30 days. They did sell out again online with the $5 off. Go figure. You might be able to get them to honor that $5. It never hurts to ask if you take your receipt in and take a screenshot of the sale and say, hey, you did this. It went on sale the same day I got my shipping notice. It's too late to cancel it because it's shipping. Can you give me the $5 off? Usually you have to do that during the sale period. Ah, uh, when the sale's over, it's again too bad, so sad. Yeah, but we know Kmart's an evil corporation. Yeah, true. But those are probably hitting stores now as well, since they're shipping from Kmart.com. And speaking of store exclusives, I've hit several Walmarts this past couple weeks, and the Walmart exclusive Black Series figures in the tiny Black Series boxes, I thought I'd never see them, they're exclusive, they're... Highly articulated three and three quarter inch figures, which everybody's banging their shoe on the table like Gorbachev saying they want. I figure there's an angry mob, people with pitchforks and torches running around. So I was a bit shocked, although kind of not, to go into Walmart and see so many Black Series figures, like pegs and pegs 
of Black Series figures stacked like six, seven deep. Now, I do know that part of the problem is these are repacks. Darth Vader, Chewbacca, and Return of the Jedi Luke, all figures we've had before with the same accessories, only now they're $12.93. Well, of course, that's way better, right? Because you have them. I did pick up these to keep boxed and for whatever reason, I got some to open, even though I have previous of these figures to open. I always worry there's a slight paint variant, like that black on Luke's outfit is going to be one Pantone chart different. <laughs> but of course, the fear is, are these going to peg warm and then we'll never see wave two hit the stores because they're not going to reorder and wave two is, of course, the new figures, the Princess Leia that they're finally getting out and we're starting to get into the episode seven stuff. That's a good theory. I, I'd like to point out that some people can be naysayers, but if you think positively and maybe the word gets out that these are actually there, because a lot of people complain they weren't there on Force Friday. So get out and buy them if you've been waiting. I'm going to reinstate something here. We did this way back in 2005. Oh my God, we're not going back to the rule of three, are we? We're not going back to the rule of three. Because I can't handle that. I, I would need a therapist. I think, given that we're in the holiday shopping season... It's time for Adopt a Peg Warmer Day. You go out and find a figure that's sitting stale on the pegs. It could be that Slave Leia 6-inch Black Series figure that I still see at Toys R Us. They've moved it over to the adult toy section, I guess because of the complaints about the bikini. It's in the adult toy section, really? Yeah, with like the Mini Mates and the NECA. Oh, people, stop. It also could be that it's just really old and they're trying to keep the Star Wars figures looking new, but the six-inch Greedos, I still see six-inch Han Solos from time to time, these new three-and-three-quarter-inch Black Series figures, Black Series Finn still seems to be backing up in some places, but you know what? These are great gifts for Toys for Tots, and so Adopt-A-Peg Warmer Day, we're going to do in just over two weeks, November 21st, I'm designating Adopt-A-Peg Warmer Day where you go out and you buy at least one peg warmer and you take it to the Toys for Tots bin. I think that's a great idea because with Star Wars being all over, I'm sure those toys would be very welcome for a number of little children. Yeah, kids who can't afford their own toys, getting a Star Wars figure that you don't want. On Adopt a Peg Warmer Day, if you tag us in a photo and use the hashtag Adopt a Peg Warmer Day, the photo of you placing the Toys for Tot donation in the bin, I will send you a Star Wars Action News 10th anniversary patch. You're going to have to PM me your details with your mailing address, but I will send you a patch. I honestly am thinking I'm going to take all three of those Black Series figures and put them in a Toys for Tots bin. It goes to a great cause. It helps get kids toys they wouldn't have. And it doesn't have to be a figure. You can also throw in the Kylo Ren lightsaber that kids would have a whole lot of fun with. But yes, let's make November 21st a Toys for Tots Star Wars Day with Adopt-A-Peg Warmer Day. I think that's a great idea. And it also helps collectors because you start moving out that old stock, you're making room for the new ones. Plus, we always do a big Toys for Tots thing around Christmas. And this seems like the best way to do it versus previous years where, well... I guess I could give them some Angry Birds. But going from the figures that are sitting there to the figures that you are having trouble finding, I've also been hitting a lot of Walgreens lately. <laughs> and they've started putting out, at tons of Walgreens, end caps for The Force Awakens. 
And yes, you've got some Hot Wheels, you've got some vehicles, you've also got Wave 1 of the Black Series 6-inch figures, which people still are having trouble finding. The Ray with BB-8, the First Order Stormtrooper, the Kylo Ren I've started to see popping up because he's two per case. I have finally started to go from, oh, it's Chewie and Finn, to, oh, it's Chewie, Finn, and Kylo Ren. Yeah, I was surprised that the Kylo Rens aren't just, like, vanishing as soon as they're on the pegs. But at two per case and at 20 to 25 per figure, depending where you're shopping... That's true. Those may be meeting the demand, but the Ray and the First Order Stormtrooper, difficult to find. Hit your Walgreens. I have found them at Walgreens after Walgreens. Check the toy section, and I've found some there. If you don't see it in the toy section, check out the holiday section where they just clearanced out all the Halloween, because... I saw an end cap there. I also saw a mid-aisle standee with some Star Wars stuff. It was mostly Titan figures. But walk around your Walgreens. It's a small store. You can usually do it. Go up and down all the long aisles, not the vertical aisles where there's 24 of them. <laughs> but check all the end caps and check by checkout as well. And you may find the figures you're looking for. Plus, what I keep looking for and not finding the Walgreens exclusive pops. Also at Walgreens, I wasn't even expecting this, but it was very cool. It wasn't with the Star Wars stuff. It was over in the holiday section. Star Wars coffee mug hot cocoa set. I've been buying these every year. It's an annual tradition for me. Throw out the cocoa and keep the cup. Yeah, and I keep one of each cup. They usually come with four cups, but there's only two designs. So we've been drinking out of some of those. Like it had the old unleashed artwork of Han Solo and a Stormtrooper. We drink coffee out of those almost every morning. Yes. We do wash them every night. Yes. But I was not looking for it being October. (laughs) And Toys R Us had really been the place to get them. I know Kmart one year had it. They seem to be something you only find at one store. I've never had a year where I go to this store and it has it and that store and it has it. But This year, I found it at Walgreens. It is the Episode 7 Holiday Cup set, so you don't have to worry about the art being art you already have. And it was a very nice four-mug gift set at Walgreens for less than $20. I snatched it up, and they only had one when I went, but I've seen a ton more since. The other thing to hit is Target, where they are doing exclusive six-inch figure two-packs. And these packs are kind of cool. With Poe and a First Order Stormtrooper that comes with an exclusive accessory that the main one didn't. It comes with actually two, a shield and a special kind of gun. If you don't see it on shelves, you can use the DCPI of 087-06-3696. Go up to the little price checkers, and if they have the buttons, you can punch those in. You can also usually get a Target employee to put that in one of their little guns, too. But so much new hitting stores... Dan Maloche on our Facebook page posted he found Wave 2 of the Black Series 6-inch at Walmart. On Twitter, Pocky Bandit posted a photo of Poe Dameron's X-Wing at Walmart. When it comes to truly collectible Star Wars items and not empty bottles from water, there's a lot to be found right now. And the Disney stores continue their Elite series of figures. With the lottery system? I've not been to one of the stores myself. There had been a posting online that it was a lottery system the day of. I don't know if maybe the heat is off on these. They keep going up for sale online, and while they sell out in a day, if you check on the day it goes up, 
I've been able to get all of them as they come out. It may help that they're doing prequel characters now, <laughs> which honestly, as far as high-end collectibles go, it seems that the order of collectability as original trilogy is the top because people know them, love them, grew up with them, want them. Episode 7 is now number 2 because it's new, it's hot, people don't have those characters. Then I think we're kind of in a skirmish between the prequels and the animated series. Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh, I don't know. I don't know which is more niche. I mean, the prequels were huge movies, but it seems like episode seven has caused people to turn on them and be like, now we're getting the real sequels we wanted. Are you? We don't know that yet. Just everyone seems to have forgotten 1999 where everyone's like, yeah, Star Wars is coming with the movie again. And we were like ecstatic and people waiting in line outside the theaters for days and weeks at the time, just to even buy the ticket because we didn't have Fandango. And now we're like, yeah, it's okay. That That's how that one was. It's fine. This is going to be totally different. Well, if you want to hear all my thoughts on the prequels, go to nowplayingpodcast.com starting next week. We've already reviewed all three original trilogy movies, both Ewok movies, and we're now starting the prequels. A preview of my thoughts. They're unfairly hated upon. Some of my co-hosts don't agree, but that's my opinion. And... So the prequel collecting, they're making less prequel toys and people seem to be buying less prequel stuff. Everything ever since Disney bought it has been very original trilogy focused. It's because it's what you know and love. Which is why it's a little shocking that C-3PO and R2-D2, original trilogy characters, were exclusive to that D-23 huge set of elite figures. But the two newest elite figures... Anakin Skywalker, Episode 2, and General Grievous, Episode 3. I would think Grievous would be a fantastic choice for one of the Disney Elite figures because I think that the metal figures lend themselves great to non-human slash robot type characters. Droids, armored troops. Yes. That kind of thing. You can really make something of it when you've got metal but this Anakin, let's let's talk about this a little. Yeah, we don't have the Grievous in hand yet. I did order online. We don't have a Disney store except for 90-minute drive. And since they put these out on weekdays, much easier to get them online. And I hear mixed things on the Grievous. Some people aren't liking the pose. I want to see it in my hand. I think it looked pretty cool myself. But the Anakin, I ordered that online and opened it up and wow, is it horrible. Now, I have the Ray. I have the Finn. I think they look pretty good. I think the Ray is better than Hasbro's six-inch Black Series Ray. But this Anakin, whew. Is it maybe because we're not used to Ray as much as we are Anakin? So the Ray, we're kind of like, yeah, okay, it's good. It's good. But we see the Anakin who we now have now seen for what? Oh, boy. 13 years? Yeah. That we're like, what is going on? That figure is so unbelievably terrible that I regret spending my $25 on it. It is dead in the eyes. It has a weird skin tone. It kind of looks like his Padawan braid is melded to his neck. So i now thinking this is a line you can pick and choose on. Not all humans are bad. I still think Ray and Finn looked really good. For now. For now. Because this could be, you know, like we had the whole Ape Leia thing that at the time... New looked horrible okay, at yeah, the time. 
It did, you're right. We may come to not like the Ray and Finn in later years. Speaking of exclusives, Hot Topic is becoming a hot spot for collectors. And is it wrong that I still feel weird going in there? Like, I feel that's a store for teenage girls. Well, I think teenage is a little old. However, I think that they are catering to a whole new market since they purchased ThinkGeek.com. They did? Yeah. I didn't realize that was them, I guess. Uh-huh. But as far as Funko goes right now, they are like the Funko spot. I'm surprised they haven't purchased Funko or Funko hasn't purchased them. I mean, Kamikaze, the Stan Lee convention, was last weekend in California, and all of the Funko exclusives were through Hot Topic there. Wow. And available online if you could get them in the five minutes they were online. I bet we could see something... In the future, it seems more of a partnership because it does seem that Hot Topic puts out more exclusives than anyway. But Hot Topic is also always great for coupon codes for their online store. Nothing is full price at Hot Topic, which is really awesome. Usually they have like the buy one, get one, 40% off kind of stuff, or just 20 to 40% off your entire order. Or if you spend X amount of dollars or however many increments of like that dollar amount you spend, you get like cash to use on your next purchase in like a month if you spend more than like 25 bucks or something. So if you pay full price at Hot Topic, you're doing it wrong. Well, I had a good coupon code for them and went online. I was actually prompted to go online by one of our Twitter followers who posted a picture of a really awesome Funko Darth Vader. Now, I'm not all in on the Star Wars Funko. I never have been. I passed on some of the early ones. I get the ones I like. But when I saw the chrome Darth Vader, and it's still number zero one of the figures because it's Vader, but in this silvery chrome look, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, this is just incredible. And I hope they do this more with more Star Wars figures. Well, the robot type ones and droids and things, because I think this is just phenomenal. And this might be the best Darth Vader they've ever done. Yeah, I mean, it's not screen accurate. It's not no. black. It's kind of a dark chrome. Yeah, he's kind of like a smoky gray, like a charcoal vac metalized. It's awesome. I love it. And I like that it's not uniform. His eyes are still those big black pop eyes. Mm-hmm. And the saber's still red. Well, not like pop eye, like the character. No, the eyes all Funko Pops <laughs> I thought for have. a second you were saying pop eyes, and I'm like, pop eye? What's he got to do with it? I'm looking forward to whoever gets the Chrome Phasma exclusive Funko Pop because this Darth Vader just makes me think, well, that's what they should have done with Phasma. Yeah. But the chroming, I think, costs them more, the vac metalizing. And so I bet it's an exclusive. But this one, I had to have it. And it's going for like 40 on eBay. It was sold out at HotTopic.com for quite a while and then came back in stock. So... Check your stores or check HotTopic.com from time to time. It's an awesome, awesome pop. Less awesome, still exclusive. I still bought it. I, it's kind of funny because the exclusivity of pops, knowing how much they go for on eBay. I just have an eBay save search for Star Wars exclusive Funko and the prices of these exclusives. I mean, you can see over $100 per pop. So when something's exclusive, if I'm not sure if I want it, I always pick it up. I haven't even picked up the regular Funko Ray, but I did get the Hot Topic exclusive Funko Ray, which has goggles on her head. Yeah, it's cute. It's okay. I'm not a fan of the human 
pops for some reason. They just don't do it for me. But I like it when they take perceived bad things and make them cuddly and cute. I like this one because she's got giant eyebrows that shoot off the head and the goggles on it. If I absolutely detested the figure, I certainly wouldn't buy it even as an exclusive. But I had the coupon code and I thought it looked pretty good. I don't think I need both rays. That's kind of my thing is since I'm not all in on those, this can be my Funko Ray. I don't need to have non-goggled Ray. No, I think you're fine just having one. Then I also picked up an older exclusive. When the Hot Topic exclusives hit, sometimes they can be gone in a day. Sometimes they can be around for a long time. But I picked up their exclusive Wampa. Now, this is my third Wampa. I got the Wampa. Then I got the Wampa that was packaged with the Luke. And now Hot Topic has a flocked Wampa. Which is interesting because in the box, he doesn't look super flocked in the box. Like, you can't really tell. I imagine if you touch him, he's super soft and cuddly. But it's kind of hard to tell. But they did a nice thing, too, in leaving his eyes, nose, teeth, horns, and his fingernails not flocked. So those kind of stand out nice. He's actually got really nice, shiny black claws. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job with the Wampa in general. And I always like it when they flock the furry things. Now the only Funko I'm looking for is the Walmart exclusive Slave Leia, Jabba. And I'm sure that'll pop up. Given is that a pun? Yes, because the dewback is plentiful. You were so worried about not being able to get it. And I've seen entire end caps of this thing. Packed like three and four deep. Funko is everywhere, as you said earlier, this show. The other place that's getting a lot of exclusives these days, Barnes & Noble. And, well, I hope it keeps them in business. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, if you notice when you're there, what used to be the toy area, which, you know, previously was books, has grown and taken out like three book aisles. There's a lot of toys, a lot of Legos. There's a Lego PlayStation for kids. Almost the whole back of the store was toys. Maybe it's just for the holidays. Nah, but I went there looking, honestly, for some high-end Star Wars items. Kind of got an itching in my wallet. I wanted to buy some cool Star Wars stuff. I think it was a reaction to the water bottles. I saw the water bottles and I'm like, I need to go buy something cool. Maybe the Samurai Darth Vader. May, you know, I only ordered the Ronin Boba Fett, and I got him from Dorkside Toys, but I didn't get the Samurai Vader or the Samurai Stormtroopers, and I'd seen them at Barnes & Noble. I also saw some of the Bandai Darth Vader figures over there, and I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to a store versus going online. I'm going to buy something nice for Star Wars. They were sold out of everything. The Kotobukiya Artifacts Pluses, gone. The Samurai figures, gone. The Bandai figures, tons of Bandai figures. They had a whole Bandai display. No Star Wars. Superman and Batman, no Star Wars. So the Episode 7 is really stirring up the fandom is how I take this to be. It's bringing people back. Now, if I wanted a really ugly Kylo Ren coffee cup, tons of those. If I wanted a... Chewbacca backpack that looks so furry that it might have fleas. Plenty of that. But as far as collectible Star Wars items, I was shocked because Barnes & Noble had had so many for so long and now gone. I thought maybe I was looking at the wrong section of the store. All I could find was display after display after display of Funko Pops for Star Wars. Barnes & Noble is also a great place to get Funko Pops of any franchise. I don't think 
There's none that they don't own. Actually, there's one I haven't seen. Happy Days. But I bet it's coming. They've never been able to get the license to They Live. Ah. And they've been trying. I don't know if it's for the pops or just the reaction figures, but they've been trying. But you're right. They make everything. Once they made Breakfast Club pops, it was over in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I would buy some of the fun ones, but, you know, hey, can't have everything. I don't have space anymore. But, but yeah, the Barnes & Noble wiped out. Now, we do have a smaller Barnes & Noble, and it is the only bookstore in town. I'm not kidding, folks. We don't even have an independent bookstore. Anymore? No, anymore. Barnes & Noble ran them out of business. I also wonder if the reason a lot of these things are disappearing is that people are prospecting and thinking that they have collectibles that are going to be worth a lot more. Not like people like us who know our toys and know value and everything, but I mean, every Star Wars collector, I'm sure, has had someone come up to them at some point in their adulthood and say, hey, I found this old toy in my mom's attic. How much is it worth? And you're like, five bucks. Maybe if someone will pay for it. Because people think Star Wars toys and think they have a gold mine. And with episode seven, they kind of do. I mean, the Jaina Solo Bishojo from Kotobukiya retailed for 60. I saw it as low as 40, sold for 180. But that is stuff that no longer exists. I mean, Mara Jade is gone. And that stuff's not going to be made anymore. I can understand that. But I think if you're going to keep that Kraft cheese and macaroni with the Yoda on it from the clip art we've seen a gazillion times in the last 10 years, that you're maybe wasting a little bit of space in your house. Or if you're picking up some things from Barnes & Noble that are hugely mass-produced, you're not going to be paying for your kid's college education with that. No. We always say, buy what you love. Because even Steve Sansweet says, and I will echo this statement, our collections aren't worth what we've paid for them. No. Most of the items we have depreciate. They don't appreciate. Especially, like me, if you're an opener. I like my figures loose, and they will never be, as a whole, worth more than they're costing right now at $13 a figure. We have a completely different mindset as collectors than when we did when we were seven years old playing with little Greedo figures. Mm Mm-hmm. And we know how to preserve things. No one thought of anything about saving anything back in those days. And now we all know all these great things to keep climates and things away from our toys. And so much of it is much more mass produced than it was back in the day. So yeah, you're not going to make huge profits. Don't ever collect for that reason. Certain items go up. A lot of items go down. But one that I expect is going to go up because it was why I went to Barnes & Noble. In addition to being the only store in town where you can reliably get high-end collectibles. We don't have them at Toys R Us or anything like that. There were also the Kotobukiya exclusive Artifacts Plus statues coming to Barnes & Noble. And I'd heard reports online of people finding the TC-14, and I knew the Utapau clone was going to be coming out soon. So I decided to stop by and try to get those. And again, No high-end items. No. And here's a little trick. They can order them for you in the store if you don't feel like going to BN.com or have trouble there. Our store wasn't sure they were actually going to get any of the TC-14. They said that they had two on order, but she told me how many were in the warehouse. And... How many was it? 165. And she said with that low of a number, she wasn't sure that their two was even going to be filled. And they do free shipping if you order $25 or more. So it's kind of worth it to go ahead and pre-order if you can on these things, given that low number. And then with the Utapau Trooper, 
that also had a lower number. They had one on order. I don't understand that. They had a little less than 300. I think she said like 298 in their warehouse, but they only had one on order. So I went ahead and pre-ordered that as well. But that's not a very big number. And I don't know if it's a regional warehouse, but she didn't seem confident that the TC-14 was coming to their store. So best to pre-order. Yeah, I never expected that because, again, TC-14 is prequel. Mm-hmm. And prequel, original trilogy, whatever, astromechs. They're just astromech fanatics. Astromech junkies, I'll dare call them. And so I thought for sure the astromechs would sell out. Well, actually, there was two of the astromechs, the Barnes & Noble astromechs at our Barnes & Noble. I already had them, but he came with the coin and everything. But TC-14, I've never seen the love for protocol droids that I've seen for astromechs, and I just kind of assumed, since I found all the astromechs at Barnes & Noble, that I'd have no problem finding the TC-14. But given these numbers, yeah, I was more than willing to agree and jump in and pre-order to be sure I got them, especially that TC-14 looks so cool vac-metalized. I know that the Utapau clone is a modification of their standard artifacts plus clone i was slightly less enamored with that one though again exclusive you got to pick it up but yeah i was glad you were able to get both in and free shipping to our house we don't even have to go back to the store to pick it up yeah it's actually kind of nice because if you have the information they can look it up they print you out a thing you check out at the register and you're done you can still apply your barnes noble member discount to it as well also keep checking amazon.com i got the Luke and Leia Artifacts Plus 2-pack for about $38 last week on Amazon. Those prices keep fluctuating. If there's some you're looking for, add it to your wish list. You can make a special wish list that's private just to keep track of pricing and things like that. But it's back up to $80 now, but I couldn't pass on that for $38. I was hoping, hoping, hoping that the Han and Chewie would go down to match, but it hasn't yet. Also at Barnes & Noble... A ton of other Star Wars items. Not all are collectible, but I'm going to call out a few that I really liked. The Epic Saga magazine is out. And this thing is really nicely printed. It's got kind of a textured cover. I wouldn't know quite how to describe it, but per Jerry, who's our packaging expert, he's called it a textured varnish. And this thing has... A lot of older articles compiled into one collectible magazine from Wired, Vogue, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair. So it's the equivalent of like an aggregator, but in paper form. Yeah. Too lazy to buy all the magazines? Here's one that has it all in it. It's actually pretty genius. <laughs> it's a space saver versus buying the issues of Vanity Fair and saving them and buying the issues of Wired and saving them. And be sure to keep your eye out because... A new Star Wars The Force Awakens issue of Movie Magic Magazine is set to hit the newsstands very soon, and there may be another collecting article in there from a podcast host you may have heard of. Adam Curry? Yes. Yes. The other thing I'm seeing a lot of, Toys R Us has them, Barnes & Noble has them in mass, Star Wars calendars for 2016. Yes, I noticed the calendar store at the mall was preparing to open. So I don't think Black Friday is Christmas anymore. I think it's now Halloween is the start of the holiday shopping season. Well, calendars always start October, November-ish. They don't wait for Thanksgiving. I'm taking the tact I did last year. I got every Star Wars calendar 
for 50% off, I believe it was, by waiting until December 27th and going to the calendar store, and they had all of them. I actually think we went New Year's Eve before we went out to dinner. That is, yep, you're right, you're right. we cleaned up and bought a ton of stuff that was half off or more. And the calendars I'm seeing, there's a pretty cool Star Wars one with Darth Vader, and he has, like, aluminum foil eyes or some kind of foil eyes, and it's got a lot of art on the back that looks like Chris Travas and that kind of cool photoshopped, almost photorealistic art. There's, of course, the Force Awakens one that has a whole bunch of concept art that reminds me of the old Hasbro Unleashed packaging. Those are so prevalent. I'm sure I'm going to see them on sale. But I saw a calendar when we were at Barnes & Noble. I could not skip. I could not risk not getting this calendar. I really loved the coloring of it. I don't know why I was drawn to the muted palette of it, but I really, really just like the the ecru box with the pastel tint sepia almost on some of them and kind of like a bluish tint and greenish tint. It was all very, I hate to use this word because I think it's used way too much, but retro. To me, it doesn't look retro so much as it just looks high quality. I mean, it's got a texture to it and yeah, the muted colors. Now, they've done something a little weird with this. I don't get it. I kind of like it. Is there's a triangle pattern over all of the art. So you can see darker and lighter triangles on the calendar. And But what I like about it is everything has a color. The speeder bike, the entire print is orange. Different shades, but all of it's orangish brown. The probe droid... Everything on that page is blue, except for the probe droid, which is even itself seems like a grayish shade of blue. It's tinted. Yeah, it's just really cool. And you get two bonus prints with this. And these are nice. They have like a background to them. There's an AT-AT and a Wicket. And it's art we've seen before, especially that Wicket. It's the standard Wicket pose. It is the standard Wicket, yes. It's like they took the photograph and photoshopped it into this, but... It was just so cool, and it comes in a nice box. It is very unique and very different than the other calendars we get, which are all black and red and yellows and things. The muted pastels on this and the artsy style of it, just, I was like, we have to buy this. Now, not all the pages have the triangle. Like, the speeder bikes page has squares, but there's just, like, a slight subtle overlay It just felt like a collectible item, whereas the other calendars felt like, yeah, you could put it up on your cube wall and then be done with it or save it or whatever. This just felt like a really nice collector's item to the point that we were considering getting two. Yeah, I think that it has some really unique art in what they've done with it. And unfortunately, it looks like only two of them are prints in there, the Ewok and the Adat. And the rest are just regular calendar pages, which don't frame all that well, but you'll have a nice time looking at the calendar and get two prints out of it. And this is the only way to get that calendar. This is not an upgrade to one of the calendars you could buy for $12. And this was only $19.99 at Barnes & Noble. It's $17 at Amazon. I spent the extra $2 trying to keep a bookstore alive in my city. But I... It's sad that we have to try to save the chain bookstore in our city because it's the only bookstore. But definitely check this out. And I wasn't aware of it until we saw it in a store. I hadn't seen posts about it. Admittedly, the signal to noise ratio about new Star Wars items has become more noise as we get things like UK postage stamps and whatnot. And 
Lionel Trains or whatever that company is making the train set. Was it the Franklin Mint? No, it's not as classy as that. The Hamilton Exchange, maybe? Yeah, that's it. But this is definitely worth checking out. Now with some online shopping, I got an email from Entertainment Earth. I got in the mail this week their exclusive Assault Walker in the desert design. It comes with a first order stormtrooper with like a classic orangish red pauldron like the old sand troopers had. And it's got a brown deco. It's a repaint of the walker you can find in stores, but kind of a cool design on it. Well, Entertainment Earth emailed. I had pre-ordered this immediately. Exclusives. You don't really want to hesitate. No. But Entertainment Earth emailed. They are almost sold out of these and they're not making any more. When they're sold out, it's done. It's a one-run exclusive item. So if you want to get your desert assault walker, I'd get that order placed. They also sent an email that their cases of Wave 5 Black Series 6-inch figures are also almost sold out. Now, we're talking Wave 5. Wave 2 is just starting to hit stores. It hasn't shipped to me yet, but... Wave 4 and 5, we don't even know what figures are in them. Wave 5 could be an entire solid case pack of Kylo Ren's. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> what if they're all Jar Jar? Then you guys would be like, no! Jar Jar's like packed four to a case. More than likely, it's going to be episode 7 characters we've never even heard of yet. But that is selling out. If you want to guarantee yourself the figures and you're ordering online... Don't hesitate. You gotta just move fast and get your orders placed. And we always suggest you use our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. Now, Dorkside Toys is pre-sold out of just about everything 6-inch. Wave 1, Wave 2, Wave 3, the solid cases of Stormtroopers, pre-sold out. You can still order individually the Wave 1 figures, including Ray with BB-8 and the First Order Stormtrooper. Even the six-inch TIE Fighter is pre-sold out. I got my order in before they did that because it has the free shipping and no sales tax. Oh, that's nice. But just because they're pre-sold out, they may come back into stock at a later time, so definitely check out Dorkside Toys. Also, you can order your Series 2 of the Mission Series figures and tons of Funko Pops from The Force Awakens. And, of course, their exclusive Pop Vinyl R2-L3. I was certain to get one of those. Very cool, very detailed orange droid there. You get free shipping if you spend $50 or more on select items. And we ask that you please use the link from our homepage at SWActionNews.com. And speaking of online orders, all right, I was hemming and hawing, I regret to admit. But November 10th, the Star Wars saga, all six movies, are coming out in the U.S. in steelbooks. Now, those came out overseas a couple of years ago. The Ginger Prince taunted me with them. And I was like, eh. I had so many copies of the saga on Blu-ray, on DVD. I was like, eh, I'm going to skip. They were kind of expensive because the dollar to the pound was really bad at that time. But on November 10th, the saga is coming out individual. You can buy just one movie at a time in Steelbook. And for those who aren't aware of what Steelbooks are, they're this highly metallic, they feel kind of tinny. I don't think they're actual steel. They may be, but they have just a 
awesome detailed look and the printing on them is gorgeous. They scratch easily, they dent easily, so you want to pick up protective cases if you collect steelbooks. But just more and more between the time that the UK steelbooks came out and now, the Ginter Prince, who is a diehard steelbook collector of all kinds, he did a segment for Marvelicious Toys about all the Marvel steelbooks he did. He sent me a gorgeous Electra steelbook as a surprise. I mean, just a lot of steelbooks there and... We're finally getting them in the States. I held off. I was like, eh, I have all the six movies. There's no extra bonus features. There's no digital copy codes included, which is really frustrating. But the Steelbooks aren't about that. No. It's about the collectible Steelbook. In fact, I don't think we've even watched any of the other ones you've purchased because you have turned into a Steelbook collector thanks to Steve. Yeah, yeah. It's all Steve's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have watched my Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Steelbook, and a couple others were the only copy I buy is Steelbook, Fast and Furious, and some of those. I mean, if a movie is in Steelbook, I'm probably buying the Steelbook. Yes. But I held off, and then now I'm like, you know, I am a Steelbook collector. Even between the time when these went up for pre-order and now, I've decided I am a Steelbook collector. I'm going to get these. Went to Amazon, sold out. These things have pre-sold out. You can still get them at walmart.com for just a bit over $17 per movie with free shipping if you order enough to get over the $50 mark or free shipping on just one if you pick it up in stores. Unfortunately, I was really kind of, I think the word I'll use is angry. I was angry at Walmart. That happens all the time if you go into a Walmart, by the way. It's hard to leave not angry at Walmart. But I've been seeing all these ads where like, if you buy a Blu-ray at Walmart, you get it instantly on Voodoo. And I'm like, hey, maybe this is a workaround. Maybe I can finally have some digital copies of these movies because I'm just too cheap to pay $100 for digital codes. I very rarely buy things digitally because of DRM anyway. But if I can buy a physical media and get the code, I'll be happy. You have a hard time with media that's not tangible. I have a hard time knowing that Voodoo may not last with the advent of Netflix and iTunes and Amazon, and if Netflix and Amazon kill Voodoo, where'd my money go? I feel the same way about Flickster. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. But if I get codes, if I get those ultraviolet codes, I have movies on Voodoo, I have movies on Flickster, just not by choice. But I thought, hey, if I can get these on Voodoo, I will. It turns out that Walmart has this thing called InstaWatch. It's not every movie you buy there, even though that's what the advertising implies. So you don't even get your Voodoo digital copies with these steelbooks, which is what I really hoped would be my loophole. But I was able to pre-order all six steelbooks from them, $17.98 apiece. If you want them, I mean, the Best Buy Marvel steelbooks usually sell out by 10.02 when the store opens at 10. If your store opens at 9.30, I'm guessing 9.31, they're gone. Yes. The lesson in steelbook collecting, or if you just want a steelbook, is pre-order if you can, because you're probably not going to get it unless you're first in line and can run really fast. And know where they are in Best Buy, because that's always also a challenge. Yeah, when I saw they were sold out on Amazon, I was looking at literally scheduling a few hours off of work to sit outside and possibly do a midnight Walmart run. But no, I just pre-ordered at Walmart. I'll feel comfortable once I get a shipping notification. I'll put it that way. Yes. I've also heard don't order for pickup. Don't pre-order for pickup at Best Buy for Steelbooks. Nationwide reports come in that 
because people flood the store at that opening, they don't actually hold them back ahead of time. They don't think they need to. And so you've pre-ordered, you've prepaid, you go in to pick it up and they go, oh, no, we don't have it. (gasps) Oh, I'd be furious. Yes, people have been. Wow. I did find some new holiday-themed lawn decor items by Kurt Adler this year. Oddly, I found them on Wayfair.com, which is like a shopping thing online where they've got tons of stuff and you can pin things to boards. So it's like Pinterest, but then you can buy the stuff right there. They have some fun stuff. If you do look for Star Wars, they seem to be the place to get fat heads with free shipping and super cheap if you're into fat heads still. Do they still make fat heads? I don't know if they still make them. I know that Wayfair doesn't buy closeout stuff, so it's very possible this is these are new items. For those who don't know what fatheads are, they're giant wall decals. Yes. Well, they had at Wayfair some new lawn ornament things that light up like that Yoda that was like the tinsel. They now have a Stormtrooper, and this is an original trilogy Stormtrooper. And these are the Kurt Adler ones. Super expensive. The Stormtrooper is $219.99. Now, I would suggest waiting for a sale. Wayfair often has sales, especially on seasonal items. The Darth Vader is $98.99 by comparison. Yeah, I found it confusing because the Stormtrooper you pointed out to me, it looks really bad. It is terrible. It looks like it has a Hasbro roleplay mask on top of a boxy white body with lights in it. If you recall, the Yoda was a plastic mask that sat on a tinsely wire sculpture. And for $219.99, and it stands, according to them, 17.72 inches high, right? But down in the customers also viewed is another Stormtrooper tinsel light-up long decor that's only $95 and stands 16.54 inches and is far more holiday-ish. He's not holding a present. He's holding a candy cane, has a Santa hat and a scarf, but you save over $100. Maybe that's the difference between new and old. Like, maybe it was last year's. Ah, the Stormtrooper tinsel one with the Santa hat is on sale. So is the R2-D2 with the Santa hat. Of all of them, it's the only one I would want. Yes. And it's only seventy 39% off. I will tell you that these things are very flimsy. If you look at the weight, first of all, they're only like two and a third pounds. That should give you an idea of what you're dealing with. But you could have, oh, I don't know, a chihuahua sneeze, and these things are going to roll down into your neighbor's yard and fly away. We lost our lightsaber tip to the wind. <laughs> that sounds dirtier than it is. Yes. But I had to go and buy another Yoda to get a new tip. And it wasn't even really windy that day. No. I would even qualify it as lightly breezy. They are incredibly fragile and they don't work well on porches. And I think even on the ground, you're going to have to really anchor that. One final bit of news. If you are in the LA area, which I would say for this extends to Las Vegas, if you're within a day's driving of Los Angeles... On November 14th, Gentle Giant Day is occurring at a store called Blast from the Past. And what this is, is Gentle Giant's way of bringing the kind of San Diego Comic-Con experience later in the year. I mean, every July, they get a chance to show off their products that are going to be coming out for the rest of the year. This is a chance for them to show off what's going to be coming out early next year and beyond. There's also going to be door prizes black bag giveaways, trivia contests, Dogtown Dogs food trucks selling hot dogs, and you'll be able to see 
all of their Gentle Giant fourth quarter releases, cool prototypes, past items, and there's no cost to go. you just free to attend November 14th from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. It's at 3117 West Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, California. The first 20 people who attend the event are going to receive a random micro mini. And our own Barrent is going to be there covering the event. And to celebrate Gentle Giant Day, Chris at Gentle Giant has given us a couple of Gentle Giant items to give away for those who can't make it and possibly get a door prize. We're going to be giving away a Red Royal Guard mini bust and a Luke Hoth mini bust. Ooh, those are nice. We're going to be doing this through social media. One is going to be a retweet and follow contest on Twitter with SW Action News is our Twitter handle. Links from our homepage. And we're going to be doing one of those comment and tag a friend things on Facebook to give away the other. So follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to get a chance to win one of these cool items. And thank you, Gentle Giant. I wish I could be at Gentle Giant Day in person. I'm glad we're going to have somebody there to cover that very awesome event. Yes, it sounds like a lot of fun. And with that, that is our show for this week. So much news. We didn't even get a chance to review the figures I wanted to. We've got a whole bunch of three and three quarter inch figures here that I got in the mail, including the three pack with BB-8. Nice. Although I think the BB-8 backlash is already starting. I haven't seen it yet. I saw a very cute baby photo of a baby as BB-8 on our page, though. That was really cute. (laughs) So we'll be back in two weeks as we start to review some of these items we've been getting in. And don't forget to start spreading the word for the Adopt a Peg Warmer Day on November 21st. Start getting the word out. I really would love to see this become a Star Wars community event where we can really stuff the Toys for Tots bin and also clear out some of these figures to make way for new ones. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can be on the next episode of Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted are subject to use on our show. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Star Wars Action News YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. If you enjoyed the show, please post about Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, or your social media network of choice, or just tell a friend about the show. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Star Wars Action News podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. 
Star Wars Action News website designed by Jason. Photo editing by Jay. Graphic designed by Chris. Associate produced and announcements by Brock. Segments hosted by Jerry, Jonathan, Brock, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, please check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Darth Vader, Honda motorcycle. And there's the Kawasaki friend. Dear God, go away. What are they doing? They just idling in our backyard? Yeah, I don't know. Where you go out and you find a figure... That's sitting there sterile. Sterile? <laughs> I meant stale. Yes, Luke cannot have children. Well, yeah, I guess he didn't, did he? It could be that Slave Leia Blackinch. Blackinch? What the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with you. Add it to your wish list. You can make a special wish list just for pricing. Wish list? I hate to use this word because I think it's used way too much, but retro. Puppies! But down at the customers always... Customers always viewed. Oh.